Welcome back to another episode of the Prep Extra Podcast. I'm Colton Stone alongside, as always, Chris Bassnett. We've made it to that point. I know we kind of we got a little early preview last, last week, week, right? Yep. But we are now in the full swing of prep football playoffs. We're entering district and sub-district for volleyball. State cross country just wrapped up. And fall postseason is in full swing now. We are we are into it for sure. Yeah, we had the kind of the first round play-in, whatever you want to call it, yeah. rounds for, for eight-man last week. 32 team brackets in D1 and D2 down to down to 16 now. And that's nice because now all the games are on Fridays going forward. You know, I remember the old days where you'd play on like a Thursday and then a Wednesday yeah. and then a Tuesday and all those sorts of stuff. So I think it's going to be nice just to have everything on Fridays, have everything at once. You know, there was some charm in having that Tuesday afternoon game, I think, <laughs> but it'll, it's, it'll be nice to have a more more set schedule. So yeah. It's the best time of year. I tweeted about it earlier. It's this. This is this is fun. This is what it's all about. Yeah, and it's this is where it, you know, obviously the regular season is interesting in the in the sense of how will the lay of the land, you know, work out throughout yeah. the season. But now we're in a point where it's easy to look and say, oh, one sixteen or yeah. you know yep. seven versus ten. This should be easy, right? Yeah, but, it's not. Uh, it it will. Get interesting. We'll get into some matchups, and I, I think the best way to do it is we'll just go class by class. We yep. mentioned, uh, of course, our, our Lincoln schools involved, but looking at Class A, gut feeling is it's a rematch of last year's state title. Game. Yeah, yeah. You and I are of a similar mind on this one. Um, Westside Gretna, of course, played last year. Sure, looks like they're on a collision course this year. You look at Gretna's draw, though. Gretna got a really tough draw for a two seed. Um, Lincoln Southeast in the first round. If they win, probably Bellevue West in the yeah. second round. And re- let's not forget what Bellevue West did to Gretna a few weeks ago. Had him down big in the fourth quarter. I think Gretna scored 26 points in the last six minutes to rally and win that game, stand defeated. You win that, you're either getting Elkhorn South or Creighton Prep probably in the semifinals. That's Elkhorn South unbeaten. Creighton Prep's as good as anybody. They just played a brutal schedule, you know. And then then you get to the finals with Westside. So that's a it's a tough road. For Grenda, I think it's maybe a little less challenging for Westside. Um, they have the the one sixteen game, of course, with Papillion La Vista. They're going to get the Millard West Lincoln Southwest winner in the quarterfinals. That semifinal game could be interesting if they get Millard South. Those two teams played an overtime game a couple weeks ago. Maybe that just kind of depends on how that goes. Carney's the five seed that they could potentially see there. Mm-hmm. There's always upsets, but I feel like maybe Westside's got a little clearer path to that final. But I think you're right. It, it, Everything points to Westside and Gretna in the finals. They've been the two best teams this year, I think, overall. Both have kind of had, you know, a couple games where they were pushed. Obviously, Westside lost at North mm-hmm. Platte, you know, in an upset, but had the overtime win over Millard South. And, again, Gretna had the close game against Prep, had a close game against Bellevue West. So these are two teams that, that yeah, they're kind of looking like they're going to meet in the finals. Yeah, and they're both teams that have, you know, you sometimes worry if you're just blowing out teams all season. They They've been – in positions where Omaha Westside seems like a lot of almost every week it yeah. feels like where they're down at halftime or it's close at halftime and they just have to find a way to grind it out and that's what you need to be able to do in the playoffs. It's it's funny because we say, well, it's it looks like these two teams and then you, we start talking about it, well maybe yeah, yeah yeah Bellevue West could do it Prep could do it so yeah it's it, it's again. These two teams are they're very good yes but they're also battle tested like you said I think that makes a huge difference. Um, do we want to give a championship pick while we're here? Who's your who's your who's your state champ in Class A? Have you have you made the decision yet? I've, again, I think it's Westside or Gretna. I I feel like the lean might be to Gretna, only 
I think the leans to Gretna based on, again, I think it's the, the west side going going down. Yes, they found a way to win, but yeah. I think against a team like Gretna, of course, again, they've played Bellevue West, they've played Miller North, yeah. they played all these teams that were right there, could have done it, but I think Gretna has the talent that if they can get west side down a score or two scores, they can find a way to control the game. Yeah. Whereas you know, some of the the middling Class A teams just kind of let it slip. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, um, I, I think it's Gretna, and it's for everything you say. I think they have the best player in the state or one of the two best players in the state if they're able to get a lead. Westside's maybe got the most talent top to bottom. Gretna's got the best player. And if it's a tight game, like we think it probably will be, you got to give the edge to the team with the best player. I think Zane Flores pulls it out for the Dragons. I think that's your state champion. I think that's redemption, obviously, for what happened last year. I think that's a, that's a potentially really neat story brewing for Gretna. Yeah, and you look at the Lincoln schools in Class A. Uh, we were joking before that you know Lincoln East avoids playing Gretna two weeks in a row, but yeah. their reward is playing Elkhorn <laughs> Congrats, South. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Um, you know, I, I think there's there's potential for a couple of those Lincoln teams to maybe. You know, make it out of the first round, but they they're going to face some teams that. If I remember correctly, Miller West has already beaten Southwest, right? Yeah, so yeah. That's that's a rematch there, and then you know East gets Elkhorn South, and of course, if we think Gretna's going all the way, yeah. Southeast has Gretna, and that's it's not an easy first round <laughs> opponent. It's a it's a lot of credit to Lincoln East for getting back to the postseason after losing what you lost last year. Noah Walters is having a great year in North Alabama this year, uh, playing quarterback, and really pushed Gretna last year uh, in the playoffs before they fell. So it's a credit to the Spartans for, for getting back. That Southwest-Millard-West game is, is is probably a coin flip, but basically was when they played. You know, Millard-West hit a long touchdown pass with a minute and a half left basically to win that game after Southwest led the whole way. Southwest gets them at home. Would not be surprised to see Southwest win that game. Would not be surprised to see Millard-West win that game. I, I think it goes either way. But, yeah, it's, it's a tough matchup for, for all three schools uh, from the Metro, no doubt. And moving down the line, we've got Class B, of course. Bennington has looked unstoppable most yeah. of the year. Omaha Gross has actually looked really uh, exceptional all mm -hmm. year. And, and then we, of course, have our Lincoln School, Lincoln Pius, uh, winning a district title. Mm -hmm. uh, we know the story of Lincoln Pius. They have taken on Bennington. They've taken on Scott's Bluff. Bluff. Yeah. Uh, I believe they played Waverly as well. And, and they've played... All these teams close for a half, yeah. and then you know it's kind of slipped a little bit in the second half. But uh, it's a big deal for them to to fight through that adversity and still they're still a five and four team and win a district title. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I got I watched them Friday night when they played Norris and they looked really good. Uh, they beat Norris forty one seventeen, probably as good as they've played on offense all year. And, and you know they've kind of had to piece it together along the offensive line. Maybe that plays a role in some of the offensive performances they've had this year. You know, just not being able to score enough to keep up with the Benningtons or the Scotts Bluffs or the teams like that. And I'm not saying that means Pius is going to make a run to Memorial Stadium. Of course right. they could. You never know. Right. But I think they feel like they're in a really good spot right now with where they're at. They can play good enough defense to, like we said, give a lot of these top teams fits. Um, that, that first round game, again, it's an 8-9 game against Elkhorn North. Probably a coin flip. You know, if they get out of that one, it's Bennington in the next round, more than likely. And you go into that game, if you're pious, if you win Friday, you go into that thing, well, we're not scared of these guys. You know, yeah. this was a game at halftime. We can play with these guys. So that's maybe a little bit different than, 
you know, an, an, an Elkhorn North or somebody else who maybe hasn't seen Bennington this year and they just see the scores and go, man, these guys just, they, they smack everybody around. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do to us? Pius won't have that. So, yeah, it's, is it a tough draw for Pius? Absolutely. Is it, is it a chance for Pius to, to win that first round game and maybe throw a scare into Bennington in the second round? Should Bennington win in the first round? They have Beatrice. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I think if you're Pius, with the year you had, with the games you lost, you're really happy to be 5-4 and four and happy to be that 8 so you get a home game on Friday. Yeah, looking at Class B, a very similar feeling to Class A. It, it seems like 1 and 2 are kind of on a, a collision course to meet mm-hmm. at Memorial Stadium. Of course, there's a couple of interesting matchups that could come out of this. I look at Bennington's half. You know, how would they play against a Waverly if they met them in the semifinals? Yeah. Very defensive team. Yeah. Uh, how would Gross having to potentially play Omaha Scud again? Mm-hmm. Um, but... Or, or even Scott's Bluff. You know, Scott's yeah. Bluff at three, they could, you know, if they take on Gross in the yeah. semifinals, that could be another situation where maybe that is just a coin flip. Maybe who, who plays yeah. the better game that day? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, I've had Biddington and Scott's Bluff 1-2 in the rankings all season. I think I don't think they've moved. And that's who I have in the finals. But, yeah, you look at those sem- potential semifinal games, Scott's Bluff grows. Scott's Bluff's going to have to get past Scott, you know, mm. in the quarterfinals. That's no walk in the park. Um, the, the nice thing for Scott's Bluff being that three seed, they obviously get the home game against Plattsmouth Friday. They get the home game against Scott next week. They're not the ones doing the driving all the way across the street, all, across the state. Those other teams are coming to them. Now that changes in the semifinals. If they were to play Gross, they'd have to come east mm-hmm. uh, to Omaha this time. And they've been out here for Lincoln Pius. They've been out here for Waverly. They came out and played York. I think their shortest road trip this year was to Lexington, which was still three and a half, almost yeah. four hours of driving. So they're, they're used to it, the road warriors. But, yeah, that's that's a deal where I think those semifinal games can be really intriguing. Elkhorn played Bennington tough-ish, as tough as anybody. You mm-hmm. know, I think it was like a 41-21 game, something like that. Scott's Bluff Gross obviously haven't played, but that's two teams that are having great years. Gross unbeaten. Closest game was Elkhorn. They beat them by a touchdown. Scott's Bluffs only losses to North Platte, who turned out to be a pretty good Class A team. You know, and that was a one-touchdown game. So you've got, I think, four to five really elite teams in Class B, and it's you throw Waverly in with those top four teams that we just mentioned. I think you've got a you've got the potential for some really good semifinal games there for sure. I, I think the consensus pick between the two of us is probably Bennington. Yeah, probably, probably consensus pick for everybody. Other yeah, than, other than Elkhorn and Scott's Bluff. And yeah, exactly. fans. Yeah, so I. Again, I, I think the lean is to Bennington. Yeah. What could happen on a Tuesday in November? Anything. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I think based on the body of work all season, the way they've been able to replace one of the best Class B running backs maybe of all time. Yeah. Uh, and, and still, essentially dominate everybody they've played. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see how anyone will slow Bennington down. Their offense is built to play in November weather. Yeah. And. I've got him beating Scott's Bluff in the final. Scott's Bluff's made a couple of runs similar to that. Uh, I believe they played Scott in the final a couple of years ago in a great game, lost a close game. I think that gets them to the final again this year. But, yeah, I think Bennington's just a force. It's going to be tough to knock them off. Yeah. C1, uh, again, we've got one Lincoln school here, Lincoln Christian. Uh, seven and two, pretty – I mean, I wouldn't say everyone was down on Lincoln Christian necessarily this coming year. Off a, but coming off a three and six year last yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a surprise that they're in at seven and two. Of course, they get the nine seed. Another eight nine matchup. A lot yeah. of the Lincoln schools are, are yeah. finding themselves in that slot. But uh, taking on Omaha Ron Colley, that could be 
That'll be interesting. That's, I think that's the easiest way to say. I it. think what? it's a. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. That's a. That's a real clash in styles. Um, Lincoln Christian wants to keep on the ground uh, with the double wing offense. Ron Colley's got one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the state. They want to sling it around and throw it. Um, so. That that could be like a like a weather game, you know. If 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 the weather's the right way, maybe maybe Christian can 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 pull a, a seed upset there. But yeah, it's it's another tough matchup for a Lincoln school. You're going on the road and playing a team that, in Ron Colley, that's that's really really good, has really good skill. But look, you've been doing this all year. You've been surprising people all year since game one when they beat Lincoln Lutheran. I think a lot of us thought Lutheran was going to win that game, and mm-hmm. Lincoln Christian got them. So. Yeah, it's a tough matchup, but certainly one Lincoln Christian can win if, if, if things fall the right way. And, of course, the Crusaders' reward would be <laughs> playing Aurora. Aurora. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to spend too much time on C1. I think it's Aurora yeah. Pierce. I, yeah. think that, I think that's the matchup we're all waiting for. I think that's maybe the most anticipated. This might be the most anticipated bracket in the state. Um, the two best teams in the class pretty easily. McCook's unbeaten. You're, you're not really sure what they have. They haven't played the schedules maybe that Aurora and Pierce have had, but those two – are at the top of the heat. There's no doubt. Aurora's probably got the best running back in the class, maybe in the state, Carlos Colazzo. Pierce, of course, has the Husker commit, Ben Bramer, and, and an offense that, that has not been stopped by anybody this year. So, yeah, you're right. It's Aurora Pierce. I would guess we'd probably both pick Aurora to win that game. But until somebody can beat those two teams, that's who it is. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, I, I think it's Aurora until we're proven differently. Again, what can happen on a Tuesday at Memorial Stadium exactly. in November? Anything, yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's a roar there. C2, again, one Lincoln school. We've got Lincoln Lutheran in at the 11 spot playing Bishop Newman. Tough draw. Tough draw. That, that, that is a tough draw. Lutheran, again, kind of, I wouldn't say they've necessarily up and down you. They, they've had games where they've looked dominant. We talked about, you know, you look at the Malcolm game. Yeah. It looked like maybe they could run away with this thing, and, and Malcolm kind of, and Hayden Frake wake up. Yeah. But – how they match up against Bishop, it'll be interesting to see on a Friday. This is a game, a rematch. These two teams played week two uh, and, and dropped Lincoln Lutheran to 0-2. And, and I think a lot of us probably didn't know how good Bishop Newman was at that point with a new coach, their, their fourth new coach in the last four years. Mm-hmm. We're still kind of trying to figure it out. Turns out they're pretty good. Uh, I think that was, a, again, it was like a 41-21, 42-21 type of game. Lincoln Lutheran, I think, can offensively can score enough to, to stay in this game. It's can they stop the other team enough. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we saw when they played Malcolm uh, in that game of 51-34 final after being up 14-0. So, but, yeah, you, you look at the four area teams in this bracket, and they all got really, really tough draws. Uh, Lincoln Lutheran, obviously, with Bishop Newman. The winner of that game probably gets Norfolk Catholic. Season one, number one in the class. You look at Malcolm, who's had an incredible year, nine and zero for the first time since 1999. All they gets the defending C two champions in the first round with an <laughs> Oklahoma recruit and Cade McIntyre. They win that. It's either going to be Hardington Cedar Catholic, who's probably the best three loss team uh, in that class, or it's Mitchell, who's lost one game all year and started eight and zero. So tough, tough draw. Um, a lot of parity in this class. I think I've got Cedar Catholic, the 12 seed, played in the semifinals. You know, and it's other than that, it's pretty chalky. I think there's a again probably a, a relatively clear favorite with Norfolk Catholic, which we kind of thought at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. just with what they were returning from last year's team that made it to Lincoln. Um, I've got them playing Hastings St. Cecilia, who's also unbeaten and has had a really great year, has not really been pushed that hard. But I think again, pretty balanced bracket except for that team at the top that's been really good. I think Norfolk Catholic kind of runs runs the title in this one. Yeah, I, I think I would. 
agree with you there. Or Norfolk Catholic, if that's the t- if that's the semifinal, will be interesting. My only pushback, I, I think Malcolm. I will put Malcolm in the semifinal. I wouldn't surprise me one bit. So yeah. I, I think Hayden Frank has done enough and has shown enough that he he can will this team to victory. Dude's a baller and yeah. has done it nine times this year. Yeah, so, they're really good. You know, that, is there a little bit of recency bias after what he did on Friday? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. but I, I like him to to get to that semifinal. How they play against Hastings, uh, Saint Cecilia would be. It'll be interesting. Again, these November playoff games, the deeper you go, are you still healthy? Yep. How have, what's the momentum like? Yeah. How's it been put together? So it's it's I'm fascinated by that that Malcolm game. And it's I'm fascinated to hear their coach, Scott Amon, talk about this this feels like one of those special teams. You know, you don't always hear coaches say that. They kind of play it close to the best. But he's talked about this group, that there's something about them. And you know what? Maybe there is. And and maybe they make it all the way to Memorial Stadium. Who knows? They're yep. gonna have a shot for sure. Looking at Class D1, again, I, I don't think we need to spend maybe too much time. Yeah. North Platte St. Pat's seems like an overwhelming favorite. Again, playoffs, anything can happen, but all year it does not look like they've really been pushed that much. You're talking about a team that made a deep playoff run in 11-man last year and, and dropped down to D1 this year and brought back a lot of starters from that 11-man team. A team that, again, we've had ranked number one all season. They're they're the pretty prohibitive favorite. Stanton on the other side is unbeaten. Now that Cross County's been knocked out by Weeping Water last week, that kind of opens up that side of the bracket, I think, for mm-hmm. the Mustangs. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I think St. Pat's pretty prohibitive favorite here. There's a real couple of real interesting games there, potentially Elmwood Murdoch in the quarterfinals, potentially Aiden Kuster and, and Neely Oakdale in the semifinals. You're, you're talking about a kid in, in – in Kuster, who's going to probably set the Nebraska total offense record here in the next week or two. So some tough challenges for the for the Irish. Again, though, you and I agree, pretty prohibitive favorite. It's going to be tough to see them getting beaten uh, the rest of the way. Yeah, it, it'll be more so who, who's playing them at yeah. Memorial Stadium, yeah. right? So, um, that, yeah, that bottom side of the bracket opened up a lot. Not too many upsets last week, again, seeding-wise. Yeah. But there were a few mm-hmm. uh, in D1 and D2. But... Uh, yeah, Weaving Water, big surprise. Cross County, going into that game, you would have thought, hey, coming into this week, maybe they have a chance to make a run yep. uh, to the title game. But, yeah, if, if it's not North Platte St. Pat's, I think I'd be more surprised if it's not than if it is. Yeah, I think you're right. D2, maybe a similar feeling. Here too. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you've got Howells Dodge, who drops down from D1 to D2. An incredible team in D1. Yeah. Won a title it, last year. And just as good in D2. Yeah. Won the, won the D1 title in blowout fashion last year yeah. for Cross County. You know they're always going to be there. We knew they were going to be great. Again, a team that's been number one all year, hasn't moved, hasn't really been pushed. Tough to see someone knocking them off. There's a potential there for a BDS Howells Dodge semifinal, which would be two unbeaten teams. BDS has plenty of postseason experience. Maybe that's a game where, again, like you say, a one-game scenario where it's win or go home. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Tough to see Howells Dodge losing the rest of the way. I think the I think the interesting part of this is the other side of the bracket. We can talk about that. But yeah, Howells Dodge, the Jaguars just look like the they're the team to beat. Yeah. Right one game that jumps out to me on that bottom half of the bracket is uh the seven versus ten. You've got Ainsworth and Elm Creek. Yeah. Two teams we've talked about a little bit this season, both having incredible runs. Yeah. Um you know, will it I don't want to say it won't matter in the long run, but 
you know, if one of those teams can kind of keep momentum rolling, anything can happen again. It's it's a deal with Ainsworth where they're probably going to have the best player on the field every time, and Carter Nelson, and we've seen that. You know, look at the, look at his offer list, Penn State. You know, every he's a national recruit playing eight man football, and you, you feel bad watching his highlights for for some of those poor defensive backs that have to try and tackle him because <laughs> he's just trucking these kids. You know, in the secondary, it's it's and his stat line's unbelievable. You know, 15 t- passing touchdowns, 14 rushing touchdowns, I think 11 receiving touchdowns. He's he's a just an unstoppable weapon at that level, and the, and that coaching staff is wise enough to move him all around. What does that look like for a team that has zero postseason experience, though? You know, their first ever playoff win in school history came last week. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, you're playing a team in Elm Creek that's seven and one has had a really good year, won on a hail mary earlier this year. You know, who knows if you win that game? Another, I think, really intriguing team is Hitchcock, Hitchcock County, excuse me, <laughs> unbeaten, and I mean smashing teams, you know, winning by KO every week, winning by 50, 60, 70 points. That's, that's a really, really interesting quarterfinal game. Osceola in that side of the bracket um, got one of the best quarterbacks in the class got one of the best running backs in the class. And that, that offense is going to be really, really hard to stop. Uh, I think those, those quarterfinal and semifinal games on that half of the bracket are really going to be fascinating. It's kind of like the other one. We, we both think it's Howell's Dodge, but the intrigue, I think, is on the other side and what it looks like coming out of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I, I don't want to say that the winner of the bottom half gets Howell's Dodge, but you know that's, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. It, it just seems like, again, a D1 champion dropping to D2, it, Seems like a clear, yeah, cl- clear favorite, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, one more class, six man D six, uh, one Lincoln School, Parkview Christian. We talked about them a lot this year. Of course, they're one loss, if I remember correctly, SEM. SEM early, yeah. Uh, in a what is not typically a low scoring um, sport. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, a version sure. of the sport uh, was a low scoring game. Since then, they've kind of just rolled through, uh, and some of them. Pretty dominating fashion. They get Southwest Week One. I, I can envision them at least making it to the quarterfinals, and you know they're probably taking on Red Cloud. That could get interesting there. But Parkview has a path to where they may be meeting with SEM again. I really like Parkview Christian's draw here. Um, I do think they win that first round game with Southwest. I like the matchup with Red Cloud. I think they win that. I think that does set them up with the semifinal against SEM. And if you think back to that SEM game. Parkview Christian was up 14-0 in that game. Their running back goes out with an injury. SEM comes back to win 20-14. You know, that's a game, if they're able to stay healthy, Parkview Christian, you don't want to say probably wins that game, but has a pretty good chance to win that game. Now you look at SEM, unbeaten, number one overall seed uh, in this bracket. There, there's a real chance here, I think, for the Patriots to make run in the state championship game. Um, that game against SEM would be out in Sumner. Um, yeah. Shout out Buffalo County. But... Um, <laughs> I, Parkview, when that bracket comes out, they have to be pretty excited yeah. about how that looks, I think, for them. Because you avoid Potter Dix on the other side. You avoid Arthur County on the other side. You avoid Cody Kilgore. I think if you're Parkview Christian, you really like where you're sitting right now. And if you stay healthy, there's a potential there to, to for a little revenge uh, in that semifinal game. Should both teams get that far? Right, yep. And looking on the, the bottom half, it seems like it's probably Potter Dix and Arthur County. Yeah. Seems Seems like a battle of uh, the, the western half of the state. Potter Dix has just looked so good all year. They're, they they put up basketball numbers. So I think they're averaging seventy six points a game. <laughs> um, and, and it's again kind of like the last couple of classes. Seems like it's going to be pretty tough 
for a team to, to stop them or even slow them down enough to have a chance to win this game, um, to win that matchup, I should say. Just a team that they, I think the fewest points they've scored this year is 55. You know, it's they're, they're a juggernaut. And they made the state championship game last year and lost a tough one to, to Cody Kilgore. Probably the best athlete in the class again, like we talked about with Ainsworth. Um, Luke Kasten at quarterback, one of those guys that kind of does it all. Mm -hmm. the, it's it's kind of this the switch. I think I think Potter Dick's pretty clearly the favorite coming out of the bottom half of that bracket. The intrigue is in the top half, like we talked about, you know, top and bottom in the last bracket. But again, Potter Dick's pretty prohibitive favorite here, I think, just just with the way they've played all year long. Yeah. Uh, do we have a title? What are you thinking, Potter Dix? I think it's Potter Dix. Um, I just I think they're so tough to stop. I, I think it's you don't want to say team of destiny, but again, if if they if they don't make the finals and they don't win the state title, that would be a pretty massive upset. I, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. The intrigue is if it's Parkview or SEM. I, I really I, again anything can happen. You've got to stay healthy. You've yeah. got to get momentum at the right time, but. Parkview Potter Dix or SEM Potter Dix, I think either way, it, it'll be an intriguing game, but it's hard to not see Potter Dix yeah, win that game. That's right. All right. Uh, before we go, shout out to Lincoln East Girls Cross Country Team. That's five right. straight state cross country Impressive. titles. One by 59 points this time. Yeah. That's all. A, um, a commanding win. Um, Mia Murray's our individual state champion yep, for the Spartans. All class. And of course, they could go for six next year. Return I a believe, lot of talent. I believe Murray is back. I think they returned four of the top seven runners from this year's team. So, yeah. It's a juggernaut. So, yeah. Don't be surprised if the Spartans are, uh, once again, holding a state trophy uh, next year in Carney. It's kind of crazy. We've, we're done with state softball. We're done with state golf. We're done with state cross country. Sub-district volleyball started today. We're recording this on a Monday. State playoffs and football Friday. It's going to be basketball season before we know it. So, yeah. these next few weeks are going to go quick. Uh, let's enjoy them a little bit, huh? Yeah, sounds good. For Chris Bassnett, I'm Colton Stone. We'll be back next week recapping uh, the first round of football playoffs.